Hey, Kid House Valley Sports Talk fans. Welcome back to another episode of your Kid House Valley Sports Talk. I am Eric Sorensen here in Big Country Studios, joined by Luke and John, ready for another intense session Intense of your Kid House Valley Sports Talk podcast. It's going to be really intense, but I'm sitting here laid back in my Lazy Boy recliner, fitter's furniture, bringing, uh, bringing the heat here, just nice and relaxed. Just living, making quality podcast audio possible. Because the hosts are taken care of. That's right. Uh, go check them out in the corner of 4th and Main. Yep, I will. And how long have they been taking care of people? 1896. <laughs> I always look at John because I always screw that up, and then I get a text from Amanda. So Right. But no, we really appreciate them. So go check them out. I don't know what specials they got going right now, so that's even more incentive to go in there and ask what you guys got going for us right now. So. That's right. Well, we are potentially getting closer to having some serious sports in the Valley to talk about, we hope. I hope so. We hope. We're going to talk to a guest here in a little bit who is in the knowing, in the up and up on what's going on. Um, coach Witsit, he's the football coach and the athletic director at Tri-Cities Prep. And he is also one of the, the main dudes in the EWAC League. So he will know what's happening. You said he's on the up and up, and we're going to be talking about high school sports, mm-hmm. but you know we all follow him on Twitter and – I like following him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, he's got a nice juicy tidbit that yeah. that's usually sports related. But every once in a while, he just kind of throws me for a loop with some random factoid. And right, coach, that's why I follow you. Well, and you know, it's a real jealousy thing in the summer when he's off with the Rascal Rodeos tour in the country. Yeah, which is a really cool thing he does. And yep, we'll have him back on for a uh, rodeo episode talking about that. But yep. when I'm sitting here working all summer and seeing him having fun, it's a cool thing. So I'm excited to have that in a future rodeo episode with him. But before we get into that, and with the high hopes that there could be high school sports starting up, we hope. I don't know if they're central. We'll put our fact checkers over here in the, from the Daily Record to work <laughs> on that. But, uh, guys, I, the national championship game, were you just excited about that or what? I was excited for football. I mean, always am, but uh, quickly got bored. Yeah. I, I mean, nah, I wasn't really interested. I mean. You were not? Not much. Because of the matchup or because you just knew that Alabama was going to destroy him? Matchup, man, you kind of knew. I mean, I don't know. After seeing Ohio State beat Clemson, you thought maybe. I I still think, we just talked about this before uh, we started recording, but I think Clemson would have put up a better fight, you know, even though Ohio State beat him. The culture of Clemson's program and therefore – Star recruits over and over, four or five star, or whatever. Yeah, would have made that even better. There have been more excitement. I feel like. Yeah, seeing Trevor Lawrence and. I mean, Ohio State had some guys out. Whether it was draft protocols or COVID, we don't know. Maybe we do know, and I just don't know myself. But I don't know. Is Can Alabama? Go ahead. Oh no, no, no! Finish your thought, but I want to go off on that. Really, no, you quick. go off on that because I was going to do one. You know, so you talk about draft protocols. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand it. When guys are like, you know, I'm going to prepare for the draft. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're getting basically paid to play football. Obviously, the guys that are preparing for the draft don't care about the scholarship dollars that are going toward philosophy 101 or whatever mm-hmm. school or whatever class you're taking. But that needs to be – there needs to be an end put to that of I'm going to opt out of the bowl game because I want to prepare for yeah. the draft or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Shaving – Point zero zero eight off your forty yard dash time is not well. I mean, I'm not a draft guy, so maybe it does make a difference. But really, dude, play in the natty. 
playing your national championship or your bowl game. You're never going to get that back. I'm tired of it. Right. I thought about, and you know, I maybe that comes with age, me being, you know, 44 and and uh, reliving the glory years. <laughs> That's right. You laugh because I look like I'm 24. Don't even say a thing, Luke. You were a track star. I wouldn't call myself a star. <laughs> you know, I was I was a I was a cog in the machine. So my my brothers were the stars. But anyway, I just I don't like it when people opt out for draft reasons. Right. Yeah. You can, if you're worried about getting hurt, then don't play football. Right. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. No, that's, I always that's do. A, that's a legit tangent, and I also am bummed. I get people wanting to make sure. I guess it was what's his name from Ohio State, wasn't it? When they played Miami in the national championship, was Luke alive for that one? I don't know. I was in high school. What year? Uh, two thousand two, four. Man, three, fourth, fourth grade. Third really? Grade. Yeah. I remember we played a basketball game at Thorpe, and Dad, I got, I signed out to come home with Dad because I wanted to watch the game, and it turned out to be an epic finish. But was it McGahee that got hurt? I believe. And someone's yelling at the Miami. radio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that where his Willis, like Willis hip McGahee? got pulled out of its socket? Yeah, or something it was like gross. That? Yeah. It, luckily, I think he had insurance and the running yeah. back for the Ravens. Right. Willis McGahee? Nah, I quit calling him after he got out of college. Oh. He's he playing for Miami, right? Yeah. The Hurricanes, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, you're the fact-checking yeah, department, so. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't born yet. It's fine. <laughs> but, no, I, I guess I get it. But it sucks. And maybe that isn't a reason. Maybe that is a reason to expand it to a playoff of eight. You get more people to so play it out. Another thing that we were talking about before we hit record on the old uh, soundboard button mm-hmm. was who would you have liked to have seen play Alabama? Right. If it wasn't Ohio State, and it had to be out of the top four, so we mm-hmm. couldn't say uh, Clemson or Notre Dame. And really, I mean, obviously, the first thing I said was Cougs. Mm-hmm. 20, the uh, 20, 2017 Cougs. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Minshew just tearing them up, right? Um, or is that 2018? Was 2018. 17. Uh, 17? He was one year. 18. Yeah, 18. 18. 19 was Gordon. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Whatever. A couple of years ago. 18, yeah. The buzz <laughs> of that, the Cougs, and then, but if we were going to pick a team this year, it would have been Coastal Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but maybe they would have gotten beat by 50. Probably. You think Notre Dame would have just got hammered? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, they were lucky they probably, who they played. They didn't yeah. play Alabama. I saw a stat the other day where every recruit, and don't quote me, maybe I shouldn't say this on here, but it was like every recruit Nick Saban's recruited has won a national championship. That's crazy. Isn't it? Just, it's pretty easy. I mean, that's probably why they're never going to, they're always going to be in the running for a national title, winning it every other third, fourth year. That's Because they have that. Well, and they build a good culture. I mean, and within that program, it seems like everything we've, sent, we've seen, it's not, it, you might come in here being the best top number one recruit in the nation, but if you don't buy into his program, he doesn't care. Because he's got three guys behind you that are pretty much not too far off from what your our talent was. I saw a quote attributed to him. I can't verify it, but uh, where he said, you know, if somebody's transferred once or twice, I don't want to talk to them because mm-hmm. they obviously can't come overcome adversity or exactly. something like that that made me think that, you know, he wants the best person that's not just the best athlete. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's my hat's off to him, man. That's um, he's, he's the best. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Yeah. So. He's done well. Yeah, he has. He's yeah. done okay. It's one of those guys where you can just pretty much do whatever the heck he wants, you know? Yeah, so, pretty much. I mean, what do you do after this? You just play golf. You go back to your beach house on the lake that he's at with his pontoon boat and play golf on the weekend. But do you think he 
isn't it a 24-7, 365 job? Yeah, I mean, you'd think so. I mean, you know he's got a support staff in place that even other major programs don't have. So mm. I guarantee you, uh, I want to say Chris Peterson. It's not Chris Peterson. Jimmy uh, UW head coach. Lake. Jimmy Lake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got whatever staff he needs, but I guarantee you Saban's got thing got people that he can delegate to that Jimmy Lake doesn't have. Well, yeah. It's just the resources. Right. You know, how much yeah. money they put into the Right. And then yeah. Alabama, correct me if I'm wrong, that's the only – there's no pro teams there. Yeah, it's that's their – That's it. Well, and the donors, the pro team. Alabama <laughs> could be a pro team, and yeah. they'd probably be on the verge of the playoffs right now. We, but I think they are uh, – I mean, the, the donors they have, you know, the, it's a different thing back there. The people are willing to pay whatever, and their stadiums are bigger than anything out here. And maybe the Rose Bowl or uh, the Coliseum, I don't know. Yeah, but the there, Rose Bowl but. and the Coliseum are never sold out. No, but yeah, every Dimini. Saturday, yeah, you go to LSU, you go to Brian Denny, you go to A and M. You know, I kind of have a you know uh, an imaginary bucket list of of oh, college yeah. football games I'd like to see. Pretty much the upper echelon of the SEC games. Right. I would I would love to see the uh, the hedges at, at uh, yeah. you know Georgia. I'd love to see. You know, um, Neyland Stadium and and Tennessee, Penn mm-hmm. State. You know, the yes. big house in Michigan, yeah. Ohio State. I mean, all they all yeah. hold hundred thousand plus. You know, yeah. Kittitas is a town of twelve hundred. Yeah, <laughs> little one hundred five thousand. A couple rows. Yeah, <laughs> at yeah. the stadium. Yeah. So, well, even I mean, just the people that might not know that are listening. Cause I know we got thousands of listeners. Um, <laughs> You know the uh, like even a close friend of mine was a coach at a Division One program that went and played at LSU, a weekend wow. series just for baseball, sold out, and the crowd was tailgating the baseball game before they even got there. In baseball, you're there hours before mm-hmm. to get it done, and that's a baseball game. But football's a religion back there. Yeah, could you? I just want I want to go experience it. I want to get my motor home, pay whatever it takes to park in that parking lot, and just sit in my lawn chair and take it all in. Drink beer, oh, eat yeah. brats, play some. Oh, corn I bet their I bet their barbecues, oh, crawfish, yeah, not hungry, brats. Just thinking about it, I know. But it'd be a cool experience. So, will Alabama ever get beat? Will they? Will they go dry for the next twenty years? Or are they going to get another one in a couple of years? Well, how about this? When he finally retires. Is that the most pressure you're ever going to have? Who's going to replace Nick Saban? Yeah, I'd want to be the second guy in that job. I don't know. The first guy will get fired and be that next guy that comes in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. That's going to be the most yeah. thankless position. You could go 10-2 and two and mm-hmm. be in the top five, and you would get death threats. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, Don't you think? Yeah. Just don't lose to War Eagle. Can we keep with football and talk about the Cleveland Browns? Oh, I'm excited. My goodness. That's the team I'm going to root for now because the sea chickens couldn't get it done. So. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm still – I'm going to be Browns-Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thrilled That'd with be, either one of them. The B&B Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Browns or Bills, I'm just – I'm happy for both of them. But, man, the Browns made the Steelers look right juvenile. Right. You got to roll with the Saints, I feel like. You know, I feel like Drew Reese kind of been screwed over the last couple of years. Well, he's always been. He's, he's deserving of one more. Oh yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers. You know those guys deserve more than one Super Bowl, right? Well, well it's not going to be Brady. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to make it. Um, I mean, they could beat the Saints. You never know. 
Can you imagine if it's <laughs> so? It's Brady Breeze, and then it would be Brady Rogers. I mean, what a mm. two weeks of of goat type of uh, right. quarterbacks, and uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, two forty year old quarterbacks going at it. Be uh, there's been some funny memes made already. I, I yeah, saw, <laughs> well, some memes that even Tom Brady has like Laugh tweeted out. himself yeah. of him in a gray him beard and Breeze, with Breeze. The old man. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. made Breeze bald. Yeah, yeah, Tom I Brady saw that. Like, <laughs> I saw that. Brady still looks like one of those uh, silver foxes, where Drew Brees looks like uh, he's uh, you know ready for the retirement home. Yeah. So, but uh, before we bring on our guest, who's today? You get one pick. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Go. Well, I mean, Chiefs until they yeah. get beat. I, I I can't see anybody beating the Chiefs right now. Yeah. Lucas. I'm gonna go Packers. Okay. I like the Packers. Right, they're playing well. They are. Well, they're I mean, doing they're well. Playing two weeks, but yeah. What do you think? Uh, uh, just because I'm under the gun and ask my own question, we'll go Chiefs because they're pretty damn good. Okay, that's who you think. Really quick, who do you want? The Browns. <clears throat> Saints. Yeah. Browns, really? You Browns. like Baker Mayfield? I do like mm. Baker Mayfield. It's got nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. It's just the Browns have been horrible. Yeah, yeah. that fan base needs it. Well, uh, yeah, Baker Baker touchdown maker. What's that? Baker Baker touchdown maker. That's great. That's a great uh, best commercials in the league. Oh yeah, his commercials hilarious. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Luke hates Baker, so I think it's going to be the Chiefs. It'd be cool if it's the Browns. Um, second best pick would be the Bills. Yeah, Bills would be cool. Yeah, would be cool. Yeah. I guess we're just gonna. I'm still petty after they beat us. Right. You know? I'm rolling with the teams that haven't played us this right. year. Things well, haven't beat us. In the words Zero. of Taylor Swift, a hater's just going to hate, hate, hate. You really just quote Taylor yeah, Swift? Yeah, that was more of a Sheldon Cooper. I'm ready to log, <laughs> said that. I'm ready so, to log off right now. With that, Witsit just would have slapped me if he was sitting <laughs> in the room with us here. But uh, let's bring on our guest this week, Dan Witsit, AD, football coach, EWAC expertise mm-hmm. from Tri-Cities Prep. Tri-Cities, Dan Witsit. Uh, right after the word from Fitterer's Furniture, our great sponsor. It's been a long few months for all of us, but the wait is finally over. Fitterer's Furniture in downtown Ellensburg is proud to be safely serving you. Fitterer's is now open during regular business hours while keeping you, your family, and everyone safe. Stop by Monday through Saturday from 8.30 to 5.30 and browse three floors of quality home furnishing. Plus, free delivery in central Washington. From everyone at Fitterer's Furniture, welcome back. Fitterer's. Fitterer's. All right, fans, we're back with uh, our guest this week, brought to you by Fitterer's Furniture, Dan Witsit, current football coach at Tri-Cities Prep, AD at Prep. He was the president of the EWAC League, District 5 rep, voting member of the WIA. Dan, thank you for joining us. And Welcome he's to a the... rodeo fan. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, Let's sorry. give him sorry. a proper red carpet proper... billing here. That's right. Rodeo fan, going to be go. back on the rodeo podcast in the future. That's Dan right. Witsit, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I appreciate the rodeo part, you know. Yeah. Absolute rodeo guy, also. Heck yeah, no, absolutely. Glad to be here, guy. Well, we're gonna bring you on the podcast and ask you all the questions. That's the impossible thing to give us all the answers on something that nobody knows. You up for exactly. the task? Yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. We need we need correct answers, <laughs> and we know that it's impossible to give us correct answers that will be set in stone, Coach. So, yep. 
Well, yep. and if you get them all right, we'll just know that next December that we're all traveling to Vegas together and going to put whatever money on where Dan puts his money. So that's right. Yeah, I do really good with the weather. You know, all right. My football, <laughs> my football guys are like, man, when coach says it's going to be a certain way, it's a certain way. <laughs> oh my gosh. We could have a whole podcast just on coaches and their weather calling. Because <laughs> I know a rain delay at prep a couple of years ago and a certain pitcher of yours wasn't able to throw and I looked at the radar and pitched pretty hard not to play that game we still lost but (laughs) we didn't have to face them that day at least so well there's a lot happening right now coming out with the wia and there's a few things one leagues was announced a couple hours ago uh just kind of talk us where the future is that we're all extremely hopeful to actually talk about sports and coach sports and in the high school level Where, where are things kind of at right now well first of all there's nobody wants to play sports more than the athletic directors right the athletic directors are the WIAA that everybody refers to. And so, um, you know, we're doing everything possible to try to make sports happen. Um, first and foremost, you know, I mean, we've had meetings after meetings after meetings, contingency plans after contingency plans, um, you know, to, to try to make this happen. Our hands are tied a little bit. I should say a lot, but um, where we're at right now is the governor came out. This is the third time, I think, in my memory that um, we have a new system, all right? We have a two-phase system, and uh, within those phases, we're all in phase one right now, everybody in the entire state, but we're in a regional format instead of county format. So that regional format, kind of helps athletics a little bit because everybody but two schools in our EWAC um, is within that regional format. Mm-hmm. And those two schools are Warden and, and Goldendale. So it helps everybody to either move to phase two together or stay in phase one together. And uh, right now we're still in summer 2.0, which goes all the way back to September, I believe. And, uh, uh, outdoor sports <clears throat> can participate. Um, you know, you're you're in pause of six, and in football, for example, you're no contact. Uh, I know in my football, we haven't been in pads once yet, and uh, volleyball had to cease because indoor sports got ceased. So uh, that can pick up uh, back up where they were basically during summer 2.0 now. Uh, the, the biggest difference is they have to wear masks the entire time. They can never take them off, even their conditioning, which they could take them off for conditioning before. So um, uh, cross country uh, right now, uh, you know, we're planning on fall sports in February if we're in phase two. Right now, fall sports, cross country looks like they have the advantage. Um, looks like they'll compete first before anybody else. And uh, uh, football is a high risk, so it has to be in phase two. But if we do get there, they'll be able to compete. But they'll still have to wear masks under their helmets. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, and uh, volleyball will also be able to compete, but also with masks on. So uh, spring sports will be after that. <clears throat> and... Uh, or excuse me, uh, um, winter sports 
would be last. Yeah, spring sports would be after that, and then winter sports would be last. Mm-hmm. Um, and the focus with I know with the athletic directors with WIA is to make sure we get spring sports played at the very least. Um, and they look like they have a pretty good chance to. But there's so many variables. You know, there's 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 a heavy contingent that says uh, the vaccine's out for educators and coaches, whether they take it or not. As long as they have the option, then uh, we're full speed ahead with sports, you know. But um, as of right now, we haven't got to that point. Oregon has. Oregon has uh, started providing it for their educators, but Washington has not um, at this point. And so, you know, that that's really where we're at in a nutshell. If you were going to practice basketball right now, you'd have to have one student per 500 square feet. Uh, with his own ball under his own basket, six feet apart, wearing a mask the entire time. So if he had six baskets in a normal gym, um, you have six kids in there at a time. One one athlete per 500 square feet? That, that's correct. Yeah, uh, that's the state, state guideline. So that's just not conducive to uh, basketball. Yeah, it, it is. And it's not conducive to indoor batting cage, for example, mm-hmm. um, baseball, softball. Um, the biggest difference is baseball and softball are uh, mid-level. Mm-hmm. They're not high risk or mid-risk. And so um, you could have pods of six mm-hmm. indoors with similar to volleyball. So volleyball is a mid-level. Okay, basketball is high risk. Mm-hmm. If you're a high risk indoor, you're you're at a big disadvantage right now. Um, so if you went inside and it's winter, you know, I mean, when I grew up in Hermiston, Oregon, we hit in the potato sheds in the winter because they're empty, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, you'd have to figure out that square feet footage and see how many kids you could fit in. <laughs> you know, so dang, that's where we're at. Well, if you had a day like today where it's 55 degrees and sunny down here, you know, you could you could literally uh, take six guys out. You could have full infield practice today in baseball. <laughs> well, I was looking at that out the windows. The wind's blowing hard. <laughs> Thinking, right. man, we should be playing baseball on this. <laughs> it's always um, blowing hard up there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, the one thing about the, uh, the mask deal, uh, there has been like some new T-shirts made that has the mask, and I didn't think of it from the COVID perspective, but I thought of it from the Ellensburg wind perspective of, man, our kids might like that in the spring. <laughs> it's right. going to be a warmer. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you this much. When I'm out there with my football guys, you know, and it's cold. Mm-hmm. That mask keeps you pretty warm. It's yeah. pretty nice in this time it of does. year. I'm not going to lie to it you. Does. Right? Yeah. What, uh, I mean, Coach, I, I already pretty much know the answer here, but are, are guys – Parents, athletes, coaches, I mean, is it just in addition to just planning for the planning for the planning, do you also have to manage just frustration and anger? And, I mean, at what point do you get involved with that when you're talking to a parent or a player or, or a fellow coach uh, in well, terms of yeah. just alleviating frustration, anger, whatever stress it is? Yeah, you're, you know, you <laughs> – you're a psychologist too, you know, you are, and you always are anyway. I mean, you are with your student athletes as an AD, you are as a coach, you know I mean? I mean, that's a big part of what you do. 
Um, but you know, obviously it's, it's exemplified right now. I mean, parents are at wit's end, you know, they want answers and you have the, you have the people that need answers. You have the people that need to plan. You have the people that need to know information today's today's world where it's instant information. Um, you know, you have a kid walk in your office and say, Hey coach, I heard this. Are we doing this today? And it's like, how in the heck did you hear that? <laughs> you know, but it spreads so fast um, before you even get in front of the masses and actually tell them in person, um, you know, that we're not getting that right now. You know, we're just, we, we are not getting that. Inslee comes out and, you know, he gives us a fraction of the inf- information we actually need. He gives us a fraction of the information that the parents want to want to hear, you know, or, or want to know. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're stuck in between. So, you know, early on, we, we as ADs got in a situation where we'd have a news conference and something would be said, and we got 23 to 50 emails the next day. He asked them for clarification and information that we don't have. And so as ADs, which is the WIAA, you know, we wanted to make sure that state DOH and Governor Inslee understood that we have to have the information ahead of time. We have to let our parents know. We have to let our kids know ahead of time, you know, or or be prepared when that announcement comes out to give them answers, Mm -hmm. you know, because... For, for a long time now, and I know I know the COVID, COVID to go down its history as, you know, not having the answers. You know, exactly. Totally you totally know, we, we, yeah, it is. You know, it, we get this press release, and and we don't. We're hearing it at the same time as everybody else, and. So immediately our parents want answers. I understand that. I get that. I'm, I'm a parent. I've been a parent, you know, of an athlete. Of course you want answers. I, I get that. But, but it's been, it's been tough. It's been really tough. Um, you know, we, we have a outstanding district. Our district five is outstanding. Our representative is outstanding. He'll email me you know, all the ADs at midnight after an executive board meeting to give us information ahead of time. And that helps a ton. You know, it really, really helps. So we have some answers the next morning when we're looking at all these emails going, what happened? You know, <laughs> right. You know, while we're, while we're sleeping. So, um, <laughs> you know, what everybody needs to understand is, is <laughs> the athletic directors, are the WIAA. The WIAA is going by the data. We got 11 Western states, and we got eight of them that have been playing sports, and we have data. And we're pushing that data on the governor. And we're saying, this is where we're not having problems. This is where we are having problems. And we need to reflect that. And so, um, you know, we're, we're on the same same side. We're not extremists either way. You know, we're realistic. But at the same time, 
we're realistic. Right. And, and, you know, if our kids should be participating in certain sports, then they should be. Right. So that's where we're at. Well, and I think if anybody listening, that's the biggest, one of the bigger messages today is like, understand this isn't your coach or your AD or your, it's coming from the top. It is. The information right here. And, and I have, I think in past podcasts, we, we've given props to the WIA because I, I feel like they're trying, but they are. their hands are cuffed yeah. just like everybody else's because of they have to wait for word from the top. Absolutely. This is how it works. I vote for a guy to represent us as a district. We're District 5. I vote for a guy mm-hmm. to send to those executive board meetings. Okay? I, I, I believe in this guy. All right, this guy's on the same page as us. This guy emails me, email emails all the ads, and he says, "I want to know your thoughts on this on every subject. Okay, every meeting, every email is he wants to know where we stand. And so this isn't <clears throat> this this isn't a governor sitting on the top saying I think this is what's best." This isn't somebody removed from the scene that's sitting there thinking, I think this is what's best. This is somebody that we trust and believe in. And our our executive rep, you know, communicates all the time. If we don't give him the information, that's on us. That's on us. But he, you know, he reaches out for it. He wants it. He wants us to provide it. And so we do. And so he goes to that meeting representing us, you know, and, and that's every AD and every school in district five. So, um, and that becomes, you know, the WIA stance, right? And what other, what people also don't realize is the WIA wants to play based on the data. Like I said, we have data from all these other states that are playing and we want to play. You know, the governor has not been in agreement with that, you know, and, and, and the WI president has received phone calls where, you know, I, I don't agree with you and, and I don't agree with you supporting this stance, but he does, he, he, you know, he supports the data of the states that are participating and, and, you know, he's, He's, he's not an extremist. He's not going out on a limb. He's not, you know, anti-governor. He's saying this is what the data shows, you know, athletically. And and I'll tell you what, I was out there with my football team today, all right? the breeze, We had a breeze. We had, I don't know, 10-mile-an-hour, 15-mile-an-hour winds. It was a beautiful sunny day. There, there isn't a guy out there that's going to get COVID in that, in that situation. <laughs> I mean, it's just not right. going to happen, you know? You know, and so, so you got to be realistic about some of this. Um, but everything, everything from the top, which I kind of understand is a blanket statement. Um, and it has been a blanket statement, but at the same time, you got, you got people in rural communities that could be participating, participating all along and be just fine, but we're not compartmentalizing that. We're, we're just, throwing a blanket over everything and that's that's been tough and that's been an argument and that's understood that's completely understood because that makes sense but you know we we just have to get back to the data we have enough states that are participating at this time 
Let's go by the data and let's make decisions that way. Coach, I got a question for you here um, to kind of go off of a little bit of what you said in terms of, you know, there's eight, there's eight other states out of the 11 Western states you mentioned uh, that are playing sports and then are, you know, trying to do it the right way. And, and uh, beyond the stats of playing sports, beyond the wins and losses and stuff like that, uh, are, I, I kind of can predict what you're going to say here, but uh, I'd like to hear your words on just the, the, the um, therapeutic of, effect of sports in terms of, um, you know, the, the exercise that you get, which helps your body, the peace of mind that you get, the camaraderie, the, the memories and stuff like that. So there are kids out there that are not playing sports and people are like, ah, oh, it's just sports. There's more to life than just sports, which I agree. But I mean, just the, 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 the team aspect, the, the friendships, the camaraderie, the everything that I'm again, uh, repeating already, when you're out there as a coach, you see your players enjoying 50-degree weather and a little bit of a breeze, and they're playing sports with their friends. I mean, there's so many things that are hard to quantify that uh, kids are benefiting from when they're in sports. i, I got to imagine that uh, you agree with me on that one. Yeah, you, you, you can't quantify it. You know, you can't, you can't put it in the, the realm of, of education in terms of, you know, a grade point average or a letter grade, you know? Right. You just can't. Um, a kid can't, you know, get out of class because we have class right now. You know, we've had class since August. <clears throat> you know, we're, we're, we're following the guidelines, but, but we have class. We have 200 kids in our building and we have class every day and in person and, um, we haven't had a, a single spread from student to student or student to, to faculty. Um, but so our kids have a little advantage there. They at least get to go to school every day and see their buddies, you know. Um, but um, you, you, you can't put a number on it. You can't put a decimal on it, you know, and, and – uh, a kid can't get out of class and, and drive an hour to the mountains and go on the hike, you know? I mean, they just can't do that. And with the restrictions, you know, they also can't just go to the gym. Um, there's a lot of things they can't do, you know, uh, and, and it's unprecedented, you know? And, and so to be able to go out on the field and have football practice, and throw balls and catch balls and, and, you know, run around, uh, to be able to go in the gym, even though they're positive with mask on and play volleyball. Um, you know, it, it's a deterrent. It's a, it's a little bit of a, a deterrent from the reality of where we're at. And, uh, it also gives them obviously physical exercise and all the endorphin releases that go along with that, you know, I mean, there's just so many positives to it that getting these kids active who are, are showing that they're not passing it from student to student um, is a big deal. You know, with us, you know, our focus is on protecting our staff. We're going to protect our staff. We're going to protect our coaches. These kids, these kids are going to be okay. You know, and, and if we get them active, you know, and, and the more, the more activities that we can provide them, then 
you know, the more kids that can get active. Typically, we have 80 kids active in an activity per season at our school, okay, out of 200. Um, that's a lot. That's almost half. And so, um, you know, some of those, I mean, I, I think about myself. I think about myself in high school. If I got shut down and I can go out and practice football, basketball, baseball, you know, I mean, sure, I get on my horse, you know, and I, you know, I, I still got rodeo because we're going to keep going. But, but man, I'm going to struggle. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm going to struggle mentally. And uh, it's going to be tough. If I sprained my ankle and thought I could miss a game, I mean, it crushed me. It absolutely crushed me. And so, um, you know, keeping our kids active is, is clearly a huge part of it. Um, you know, I have, I have PE, I have weight training, you know, I got the physical, physical education side of our, our, our system. All those are, are handcuffed right now. You know, even though we're in person, we're in person with education and learning, um, you know, PE, if you can't go outside, if it's raining and 40 degrees, you know, and, and right. pouring down rain like it was a couple of days ago, you know, I mean, you're just not going outside and you can't go in the gym. You can only have 12 kids in there and they got to be six feet apart with masks on, you know? So, <laughs> so our physical education side of things are online on, you know, and, and, and it's tough. It's tough because, you know, you got a school where, um, you know, you got kids that are going to go on to do great things at great schools, but they're not athletes. But they need to learn how to go in a weight room. They need to learn how to exercise themselves. And you, you can't show them hands on. That's going to hurt them in the future, also. Right. You know. So, so it's been tough. It's been real tough. So, coach, where where are we at? I mean, right now we're we're uh, you know mid January. Uh, Today's weather wouldn't indicate that, but we're still in the middle of winter time. Um, you know, I guess I would love to see sports year round, obviously, but is it one of those things where we just need to just focus on preserving a, a spring season and no disrespect to the fall or winter, but I mean, we've already lost one spring season. Would it just be better to just solely focus on, the tracks, the baseball, softball, tennis, I mean, or, or, uh, what's your, what's your thoughts on that of just, or do we have that contingency plan yet? No, it's a great question. You know, I'll, I'll be honest here. When this, when we initially, you know, in November, we're on our next, I don't know, our third contingency plan, (laughs) whatever it was. Um, you know, I said, you know what, let's, let's, let's do the three sport thing three-season thing, and let's say um, in, if winter doesn't happen, doesn't happen. And let's move, move on to the next one, you know, which would be fall, right? And if fall doesn't happen, doesn't happen, let's move on to the next one, and let's make sure we get spring in. Hopefully by then we can get spring in. But, you know, spring's, <laughs> spring missed last year, to me, in my mind, you know, as an AD, Nothing means more than spring sports right now. We got to get baseball in. We got to get softball in. We got tennis in. We got to get track and field in. We have to get those sports in. We cannot, we cannot have two years in a row where they miss miss their sports. So, um, 
that's that's what I voted for. You know, um, now people smarter smarter than me came up with plans where they can condense seasons. You know, and 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 I I, I think that's one of the biggest flaws. If if I had an argument as an AD against what I personally voted for, um, and what I personally put out there in in everything we've ever talked about would be, you know, we need more contingency plans based on eliminating sports if they can't happen. Okay, so boys and girls basketball is high risk high risk and and right now there's not even a plan for them you know we have a two-phase system from the governor right now and neither one of those phases can boys and girls basketball play and neither can wrestling for that matter Mm -hmm. and so um you know i i'm just uh and i understand wrestling but boys you know boys and girls basketball and wrestling if we got to eliminate them we eliminate them. Um, I hate to say that as an AD. Um, you know, you, you obviously, clearly, that's a, that's your last resort. But I saw that in November. I saw that as a possibility in November, and I said, I think our contingency plans get got to be set up this way. Um, so I I think we're nearing that right now. I, I honestly, if football does not start. By mid-February, um, and volleyball, right? Cross country will, they'll be fine. But if those fall sports, football and volleyball do not start mid-February, then we're playing catch-up. We've already shortened that spring season. We've already, you know, that traditional spring season. We already shortened baseball, softball, and to me, that's not okay. That's tough. It, I it, struggle with that. It just seems like in order to make it, quote-unquote, fair for everybody, let everybody play, that's going to be to the detriment of the it, baseball, it may the be. baseball softballs, well, tracks, and I tennis. I feel sad in November. I hate to say it. I do. I hate to say it, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm trying to be real here. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the way I felt in November, yeah. Well, and it, it scares well, – not obviously it scares me, but one of the concerns I had when it when I noticed – the condensed was the overall health of our athletes and the fact of, okay, we've had this much time off. Okay. We got to play football in this month. Well, you're, you're getting rolling, getting your body in a hitting shape by the time you're over halfway through your season. Yeah. And the fact of baseball pitchers, you know, getting your pitching staff ready, you're, you're ready to roll about the time that things can be wrapping up. Yeah. People in shape for it. And that, that, and I, I don't know if you can comment on that at all, but I, I can, that's just one of my concerns is, or is no, it going to be comment on that? Yeah. And and the reason is because we typically have a whole off season in the weight room, right? For football by now, right? Mm-hmm. So if we do start football in February, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my kids are at risk. My kids, my kids are are smaller, skinnier, lighter than they would have been by far. That off season weight room is huge, mm-hmm. and so. We're going to go into a season, but everybody is. I get that. Yeah. Everybody is. I'm not talking about competition winning games. I'm talking about safety. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about kids being healthy, you know. And so, <laughs> I, you know, we're in 
we're back to summer 2.0 stuff outside again now. And, you know, we're trying to do some weight stuff outside. And I got guys that are saying, you know, they can't, they, they can't do probably 65% of what they could do when we ended right now. Right. Um, you know, in all their lifts. And so, uh, it's a real concern. You always have a concern about, you know, in baseball, softball, um, well, it's more baseball, but pitchers' mm-hmm. arms. You know, pitchers' arms a huge concern. A lot of rules are based around pitch count and pitchers' arms and taking care of them and all that. And typically, you start baseball. You know, last week of February, end of February. You know, first part of March, and and you got weather issues and and protecting pitchers and making sure they're safe and and uh, you know it <clears throat> it's a situation where you know, we're going to go sports, sports, sports so quickly that that's a huge concern. Mm-hmm. Absolutely huge concern. Um, you know, trying to get all three sports seasons and trying to rotate sports around where you can get them in. Um, we're going to have injuries. I mean, you look at, you look at the NCAA, the NBA, it's happened. I mean, there's data there and injuries are happening like crazy in the NFL. Um, you know, it's not the same. People are not as prepared as they typically are. And it's already hard enough as it is. And so, you know, we're seeing way more injuries than, than we have before. That's not what we want. Cause then there was going to be a ton of, I told you so, um, detractors maybe. And, and, uh, or, or maybe not at the end. I don't really care about the, I told you so people. I just care about, my kids who both play sports are happy and, and healthy. And, you know, you also talk about like, you know, we talk about a shortened season, a sort a shortened season. And, you know, one of the great things about a, being a parent of sports kids is, is, uh, that little bit of break between, between sports <laughs> of we're driving all night to a game, which we love to do, go to school. But then there's, there's the one or two week period where there's nothing, and I think right. that getting all the sports to be played in, in one shortened season, that gets rid of the downtime and dead time. And I know me as a parent, that's going to, that's going to kill me. I'll do it, but yeah. it's going to kill me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, first of all, if you just played the regular season, you're going to ship them one to the other as it is right now. Yeah. If, you're in the, if you're in the culminating season, okay, you're going to overlap. So, you know, we had overlap before, but nothing like this, you know. So you're going to overlap to the point where um, you're actually going to miss games, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and we don't have the opportunity to miss games. So in normal season, let's say let's say my football team goes to state title game, right? We, we play for the state championship. And we move a couple basketball games to later dates, you know, because most of the basketball players play football. Schools our size, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's not a problem. You know, those guys come out, they, they get to get their, you know, mandatory practices cut in half, and, and then they're, they're ready to go. But in this format, you know, if you go to state championship, you're going to miss, you know, you're going to miss almost 25% of your games. I mean, you're going to miss 20%, 25%. Our seasons are so short as it is trying to get all, all the sports in that, 
it, it becomes a is what it is scenario, right? And so um, it's it's much tougher in the in this format. Um, not that it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, given as many people opportunity to participate as possible, I'm I'm, I'm a component of that. I'm, I support that, but realistically, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't, uh, you know, a big fan, and and I haven't been. So, you know, it, it, it's just one of those. It, it, we're in a tough spot. We're in unprecedented times. I I don't know what all the right answers are. You know, there's a few wrong, wrong answers, but um, other than that, um, we're doing the best we can. Well, as we start to wrap this thing up, where is the next? date that we're looking at to where we're going to potentially find out another press release meeting has happened or the future of direction and when we can keep going planning forward. So where we're at now, where we're at now is first of all, <clears throat> it's not in the WIA, you know, hands. Okay. Um, uh, we can't decide, say, Hey, we're going to start playing games on February 15th in fall sports. WIA can't, they can't determine that. So right now on state orders, uh, we're in the two phase format. So we're in phase one right now and we got to hit, you know, we got to drop 10% in five different categories and the DOH will decide when we're there and they'll check it every week. And when we're there, they'll move us to phase two. If they may move us to phase two, if and when, then we can play football and we can play volleyball and we can start games. Uh, cross country, they can run in phase one. And so they're, they're going to happen, you know, and they're going to start. We're going to do what we can do. But uh, in terms of what, we have control over and what we don't, um, you know, we, we have to be in phase two before we can play football and volleyball. Uh, we'd have to be in the, uh, undisclosed phase three to play any basketball, um, or wrestle at this time. Um, but baseball, softball, they would be fine in phase two. Um, and they'd be able to play, you know, there's, there's stipulations, um, as of right now, volleyball and phase two would have to play their matches. They'd all have to wear masks the entire time they play football, same way. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know what that I looks just, like. I just don't know like, how that it. makes sense, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know how it's going to work out. <laughs> I don't know either. But, um, <laughs> be, because I know when I run a mask and I run and I start sweating and it gets wet, yeah, uh, it's a problem. I, it's you over. know, I start, yeah. I start sucking in my own sweat. So, right. um, uh, it is, you know, I mean, literally, uh, it's a concern. Uh, I, and I don't know the answer, you know, um, what people also need to understand is the public school system are all insured by the, by the same company and liability insurance follows the governance guidelines. And so they, a public school can't say, we're going to do this. We're going to do that on their own. 
unless their insurance company agrees to it. And more than likely, because they follow the governance guidelines, if you're going to go outside that, you're not going to get liability insurance. And that's been a big holdup in starting school in, in person and for public schools. And that's been a big holdup, obviously, for athletics. And um, I know we talked off the air about club sports and how they're getting insured. I don't know. You know, but those those people have to be taking a pretty good chance right. and pretty big risk and, and playing a little bit of Russian roulette because we're seeing it in different areas, including California, where club sports are still happening. The other question is the facility owners. You know, the facility owners that are that are renting these facilities to these people, how are they covering themselves? You know? And so there's so much more to it. So much more to it than than people realize. And if you get one no from the right person, it shuts everything down. Yeah. So. Well, Coach, I think you did a really good job at answering the questions that nobody knows the answers to. So, <laughs> big props to you. And you didn't say anything that's going to get you sued. Yay. Good job, Coach. <laughs> Hey, I'm private school. I don't care. Yeah. I got my <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, great. Well, Coach Witsit, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on with the Sports Talk with us, and, and thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Coach, we're going to have you on the uh, Rodeo Podcast. We're going to – when when uh, you know what uh, what's going on with Rascal Rodeo, whether it's 2021 or 2022 or beyond – uh, we'll we'll have you on and we'll we'll chat about rodeo and and all the good things that come with that too. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. We'll be right Thank back you. to wrap this thing up. All right, we're back to wrap up this great episode. Brought to you by Fitters Furniture. Uh, thanks to Coach Witsit for coming on and and talking shop with us in an uncertain time and giving us some answers to the unanswerable things. So. Yeah, he, he acknowledged the unanswerable things. He also acknowledged the fact that everybody's between a rock and a hard place. But at the end of the day, there's ways you can play. I'm not going to get into the science. I'm not getting into the politics. But at the end of the day, kids need to be playing sports. Kids need to be playing, doing extracurricular activities, whether it's Choir concerts, band concerts, SCCLA, FBLA, you know, all that all that stuff. Kids need to be playing sports. They need to be getting active. It's more than just winning and losing. It's just all about some of my greatest memories are, are high school sports, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't live and die by high school sports, but can't deny that it was a it, it was a major part of my life. So Right. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest point that he made there was that it was a you know, the However many states on the West Coast that have been eight playing. out of eleven, yes. eight out of eleven Western states, and it's come down to the facts of these. There's been no downside to them playing, and that's got to be a eye opener. You would think. Mm-hmm. I would assume. You know, it killed me there. Yeah, I saw a Georgia coach say hey, they're starting baseball next week. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, and they've been playing year round. To watch high school sports on TV from all over the nation, and there's only a handful of states that are not going. I think there is a way to make it work. Well, and and let's make it as personal as we can get it. So if we don't have spring sports, Mm -hmm. then we don't have the 2021 version of Ellensburg's Crimp, who won the state title in golf uh, two years ago, right, Luke? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
again, there's more to life than sports, but sports is a major factor in kids' lives. Yeah. Well, and especially uh, these people that are graduating this year. Yeah. They're I mean, never going to get this again. You're never going to get Unless it Unless they flunk out and come back for a senior year. <laughs> and, and if they're flunking out, they ain't qualifying for sports. No. Nope. And so, yeah. I, yeah, just, there's nothing good about this whole scenario. It's all sucked. It's a very, out of everybody's control that a pandemic hit. Whether you agree with it or not, it's all, there's, it just sucks. We got to make the best of it. Yeah. And if there's opportunities and the numbers back that we can do this successfully, there's no reason why baseball and softball can't play. Right. We can do it. We can keep separated, whether, whatever we got to do. Right. We just got to have, I don't know if I want to say what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm like, it, well, half I mean, the audience will applaud and half probably won't. So, well, as you consider if you're going to say it or not, <laughs> I'll just say this: of if it's it's so clear that we're starving for this. Starving might not be the appropriate word, but we're yearning for this mm-hmm. so much that we will do whatever it takes to play. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the whole playing wearing a mask while you play. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense as you're breathing hard, you're sucking in a mask. But if that's what it takes to play. I would do it. Right. Now I'm, again, 44. I'm well out of my prime, but we know that, John. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they would do it. And it it is going to be a thing to police. I think the spring sports, but the perks we have is that the beginning of the season is so cold. Mm-hmm. We're going to be fine. The kids will be like, hey, my face. Like he's like Coach said, it was kind of nice today. <laughs> I would have the yeah. mask on while you're outside yeah. doing that. And, and um, yeah, I, I just, I wish that there would be opportunities given. And, and I, and, you know, talking with another coach today, uh, it's getting tiresome telling people, well, we got to wait for this day to be told again. Things keep changing. This is the just. target moves. Target moves. We're a year out almost. We're a month away. No, we're about a month and a half away from being a year out mm-hmm. of the shutdown. We should have answers by now. We but, should be able to do this safely and know by now. You know what, though? I remember this. So a year ago now, we're almost a year uh, anniversary or for mm-hmm. you know a year away of uh i remember flying into dallas uh for yeah. kid attached cheerleaders making to the national cheerleading association national finals mm-hmm. and i remember i can specifically remember that's when people started masking up a little bit no no mandates no nothing nothing like that but so we are pretty much a year we've had a year of the 15 day curve you know yeah <laughs> and uh I'm curved out. I'm curved out. <laughs> I'm ready dude. for this thing to be done. Yeah. I'm ready to go to a restaurant and sit down with my family, make sure my kids annoy everybody in there, and everybody <laughs> should probably be just fine with it. So, <laughs> Well, let's wrap this thing up. We saw something come across our Something controversial. Media. Yeah. Yes. I know Luke's got his list ready. He's cold right now, so he's probably wanting to be done more than anything. <clears throat> I'm super yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. Uh, we're working on our elements. Um, we saw some John, you introduced it. You're looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. So MLB.com, Major League Baseball for the layperson. Uh, they came out with the next 10 years of champions. They, they uh, came out with the next 10 years of World Series uh, teams. Uh, and it's dominated by some uh, high payroll teams. Uh, you might have uh, been familiar with the L.A. Dodgers. Heard of them. Yankees. Um, I'm even going to throw the um, San Francisco Giants in there, Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they p- predicted on uh, the Twitter 
I think it was today <laughs> or yesterday, on the Twitter, they said that uh, pretty much the World Series is going to be dominated by the Dodgers and the Yankees for the next 10 years. So the Dodgers, I see, according to MLB.com, winning three times, four if you include uh, just this past October. So they'll win another three. So four in the next 10, 11 seasons. The Yankees will be winning one and playing in two more. Giants playing in two. Um, Padres on there, too. Padres are winning it in 2024, <laughs> according to uh, MLB.com. The nice uh, team that I did see is uh, the uh, the Blue Jays and the and the Orioles have been pretty much non-factors lately, and, and they have the Blue Jays losing to the Braves in 2025 and the Orioles beating the Giants in 2027. How you can predict this? No chance. With drafts and free agency and, yeah. and trades and stuff like that, but... You know that got us thinking. What are we gonna? What are we gonna pick? Where Where are we gonna? Who, who do you see as a dominant uh, player? So we're dominant team. Dominant team. How many years are we going? Five, four, four, five. Sure, four. Just the next handful of seasons. Next handful of seasons. Look, you got yours ready. You ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Next year, I got the Padres. <laughs> That's a real shocker because <laughs> yeah. we're going out in limb there. Then followed up by the Atlanta Braves. Because they rake. Maybe they should have been next year. I don't know. We'll see. This one, I'm calling. Because I gave him a cup. I had him written down for the sec- for 2022. But the New York Mets. So, MLB has the Mets and the Yankees. I believe we're going to call that the Subway Series. Mm. The Mets over the Yankees in 2026. Okay. So, um, I'm a little quicker than them. You can't deny the Dodgers are... Just a quality team. Yeah. Um, so I see the Dom, the Dodgers being a factor. If they're not in the World Series, they're playoff caliber every year. I can see them predicting the next few years, but 10 years out, yeah. you don't know the trades. or. Yeah. I mean, there's a kid in Little League that could be on that team that's just a superstar oh that you don't know Okay, about. so <laughs> 10 years out, the rookie of the year that year is how old today? He c- uh, and he's if in it's Little a, League, if, he's if 12 he's, years old. I mean, is he playing baseball yet? <laughs> of, yeah, exactly. The rookie of the year right now isn't even playing Call of Duty. No. <laughs> he might even be crapping his pants still. You know, you never know. So so who do you got next year? And we need uh, to cut and paste that into our blooper reel, what you just said there. I say Dodgers. They got their whole teams coming back, you know. Got Mookie Betts. Yeah, they're going to be tough for a while. You say the Padres? I said the Padres. And I'm going to agree with you. The Dodgers, like it or not, are going to be a factor. Like Blake Snell's on the Padres now? Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully he's only rental until he comes to the Mariners whenever they're supposed to Well, that's going to be another thing. Neither None of us here have talked about the Mariners, which, come on now. That's offensive. They didn't even put us on one. Well, history's shown that we're going to screw this up. We can't even. (laughs) So, history's. True, usually. You can't even be on that list and lose a World Series. I'd rather see that. Than well, you don't want to lose a World Series, but gosh, you'd like to get there. What if we made it one time? That That's what I, I texted someone after the Browns one there. I'm like, and then the Mariners are just sitting over there all by themselves in the corner, still not making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be kind of fun. Do you think the Mariners are going to be better this year? Uh, yeah. They haven't they made, well. They haven't made any signings that I'd hoped there to haven't get better. been any splashes. They don't have a pitching staff that's good enough to compete in my book. I think we're going to have the offense and the young guys, but I don't. we don't have a... How are we not a factor in Snell? Uh, he's a Seattle guy. He loves... He's from Seattle. Like, 
Because yeah. he wants to compete now, probably. Yeah, well, that's what we're hoping is they're good in two years and isn't a two- or three-year contract he's got, and then we can trade for him. And yeah. Who's the guy that uh, for the – oh, Trevor Bauer. You know, yeah. he only, didn't he used to only do one-year deals? He's still trying to do that, I think. I think he – well, you know the back the, – the story from that? Mm. that? He lost a bet with his friend or oh, something. Oh, seriously? And, uh, and if he doesn't honor doing one-year deals, his friend gets to shoot, like, paintballs, like – can't have gear on. <laughs> you know gear. what? It's some. I, I actually, read it a couple years ago, but I can know. I can tell you I've I have a story that might relate to that. <laughs> I've been shot by a paintball in in some usually protected areas. Yeah. <laughs> well, if yeah. if it was being shot with a paintball gun or signing multiple years for twenty mil a year, shoot. Well, when you're good enough, you can do it. Shoot me. <laughs> you, yeah, absolutely. You can keep winning yeah. doing what he's doing. Yeah. So. Nope. Uh, the Mets. The Mets is my pick. They were just purchased by Steve Cohen. And in my book, what I think, which doesn't mean anything to most people, but when you're the, Steve Cohen is a true Mets fan. It'd be like if I bought the Mariners and I was a multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. We would spend some money and we'd win pretty damn quick. <laughs> it was in you, my book. So if you if you bought the Mariners as a multi-billionaire, you would sell them as a multi-millionaire. Absolutely. <laughs> Swenson Farms isn't there yet. No, <laughs> not quite. But I would have got Bauer. I would have went and got Snell. I would have got a third starter. Signed Walker back. We got Iwakuma. We got him back. But <laughs> I mean, I love Marco to death. But we we need a Trevor Bauer. We need a. No, you know like what you snow. would do if you own the Mariners. We're gonna go off on a tangent yeah. right now. You know what you would do? You would bring back Tuna. Oh, for sure. You would bring back Commentary? Gaylord Perry and give him all the Vaseline he wants <laughs> to doctor those balls. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Tuna would be my play-by-play color commentator for the uh, Mariners. I would like to. You know, if you owned him, you would put him on the mound at least. Yeah, yeah. He's throwing out the first pitch. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, don't even get me. We could have a whole hour's talk on what I would do if we bought the Mariners and how we would structure things. That'd be great. Lou Pinella. Yeah. yeah. He'd be my baseball operations guy. <laughs> yeah. Get tougher, guys. Did you see that story about uh, that? Was it um, Larry Stone of the Seattle Times that interviewed Pinella? I think it was mm-hmm. after they Tommy Lasorda got signed again. And, and he basically said, hey, would you ever want to coach? And Lou's like... No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm retired. No. I don't have the commitment level. Speaking yeah. of, rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. We lost a lot of baseball legends. 70 this year. years of Dodgers. Oh, my goodness. That was. Well, hopefully this, this stuff gets over because that kind of a guy deserves a pretty good celebration of life at Dodger Stadium coming yep. up soon. Full. Yep. So, ready to wrap this thing up? It's time to wrap it up. I think it's time to wrap it up. It's time to go get warm. Great. Thanks to Fitters Furniture, our great sponsor of the podcast. Guys, keep. Hopefully, we are coming to you from a sporting event or something here soon. Maybe we'll get. I don't know. Sometimes we just need something. Let's go. Make it happen to the people in charge. So, guys, take care of one another. Let's stay positive. Keep working. We'll be back. so big, this town's so small If you circle the square, you've seen it all There's no quick fix for a broken heart
The Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kittitas Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music. Oh.